I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds. And they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Hello and welcome to the Love Life Connection podcast, a podcast for successful women who feel like they have it all except love. I'm Veronica Grant, your host and a love and life coach. And my only goal with this podcast is to inspire you to believe in yourself and that real love is possible for you, even in our swipe right, swipe left world. You with me? Let's get started. Hello and welcome to episode 130 of the Love Life Connection podcast. I've got a really special episode for you today, but before we get there, I just want to thank you guys so much for tuning in and listening to another episode of the Love Life Connection podcast. And if this is your first episode with me, a very big and warm welcome. Please make sure you scroll through the archive and listen to some older episodes, especially ones whose titles really resonate with you and let me know what you think. And if we aren't connected, again, whether you're new or old to me, if we're not connected on Instagram, make sure you head over there and follow me for more weekly and really daily uh, tips and tricks and advice and inspiration on all things love and life. My name is at Veronica E. Grant, so you can follow me there. And if we haven't connected on DM, make sure you send me a DM as well. I'm super active on DM and IG stories, and I just love connecting with each of you. So let me know a question that came up for you in a podcast episode. Let me know a podcast episode that really resonated with you. Let me know if you have a topic request for a future episode, or let me know what your favorite kind of sushi is so we can compare notes and talk about that. I just love hanging out with you guys there. So I can't wait to connect with you. And speaking of Instagram, if you are listening to my podcast while you are walking the dog, walking to work, riding your bike to work, taking the train to work, or while you are working or while you are doing the dishes or whatever it is that you're doing, snap a selfie of yourself doing it and put it on Instagram and either on your regular feed or your IG stories and tag me because I'm going to collect all of those tags or all of those pictures over the next couple of weeks and a month or so. And someone is going to get a free coaching session with me. So make sure you do that. And it also really helps to grow the show. So tag me 
me, Veronica E. Grant, and use the hashtag Love Life Connection podcast. All right, so let's get to today's episode. I said that today's episode was a special one because it's a little bit different. So hopefully most of you all know that every week on Facebook and Instagram, I am hopping on live to talk about a big topic as it it relates to your love life. And these topics come from frequently asked questions I get or a lot of struggles I see that women experience or just things that come up a lot with my client sessions. And I want to make sure that you know this information too. So I, I go live every Tuesday at noon Eastern, that's a lot of other times depending on where you are in the world, but just for the sake of uh, shortness, it's at noon Eastern every Tuesday. And this past Tuesday, it wasn't just a solo show, but I actually invited my friend Veronica Peretti to talk all things love and astrology. It was such a fun conversation and everyone who was there live with us on Facebook had so many questions and just found it so interesting. I mean, that was not a short Facebook Live and a lot of people stayed on the whole time because Veronica had so much goodness. Now, Veronica is going to introduce herself when we get going with the interview, but I just wanted to tell you that Veronica and I are good friends from going back to about 2015. We worked with the same life coach and she put us in touch. She thought we would hit it off and we have and we met in person for the first time a couple weeks ago, earlier this month, as when we were on the East Coast, and it was so much fun. And Veronica really is a jack of all trades. She is an expert in so many things. She's an expert in astrology. She's an expert in essential oils. She really helps me get started and learn how I can use essential oils in my own life. She also is an incredible Kundalini yoga teacher. And she helps yoga teachers get their businesses off the ground and is a life and business coach. So she's amazing. I can't wait for you to listen to our episode today. And before we get there, I just want to mention that the audio is probably not going to be as good as you're used to it um, on this podcast. I had to record it a little bit of a different way since it was coming from a Facebook Live rather than how I normally record my calls. So hopefully everything should be fine. And maybe you won't even notice much of a difference because my girl Katie will hopefully clean up the audio a little bit. Um, But if you just notice something a little bit off, just know that it is me, but hopefully you'll be able to hear it just fine. Um, You might need to turn your volume up a little bit louder than you're used to, especially when Veronica, not me, Veronica, but the other Veronica is talking. Um, But thankfully, she's doing most of the talking because she's teaching us all about what Venus and Mars and Saturn and Jupiter and all those planets are doing and how it relates to your love life. Now, also, I just want to mention that at the end of our interview, I casually mentioned to Veronica, I'm like, oh, you should come to the Love Action Tribe to do some mini chart readings during one of our community coaching calls. And I kind of just, you know, casually mentioned it, but then we talked a little bit, bit more about it offline and she agreed to it. So some, we don't have an exact date, but probably in October, she's going to come into the tribe and do some mini chart readings for the women there, which will be super fun, super exciting. So if you're not in the tribe and you want to be in the tribe, doors are actually closed right now as of the release of this podcast. Um, So, but you can head up, you can sign up for the waiting list. So make sure you head over to veronicagrant.com forward slash tribe and sign up there for the waiting list. And we'll be opening up the doors again this fall and you'll be, be able to sign up just in time for our call with Veronica. If you are interested in getting your chart read and learning a little bit more about your moon sign and your rising sign and what that really has an effect or how that affects your life. And we even talk about this 
this in the episode today or in the show today, but really your moon sign and your rising sign can say a lot more about you and can get you more accurate um, horoscope readings than just your sun sign. And for those of you who don't know, your sun sign is what you probably already know, right? If you say I'm a Capricorn or I'm a Sagittarius or I'm a whatever, that's your sun sign. But your moon sign and your rising sign can actually be a little bit more accurate in terms of, you know, making just seeing what's going on for you in in your life and in relationships and money and career and all that kind of stuff. So we'll talk about how to pull your moon and and sun sign or moon and rising sign during our call today. Uh, But just know that, um, you know, when if you get a reading, make sure they're really focusing on that. And Veronica will also obviously do that during our call with the love action chime. Okay, so I have officially talked enough. Let's get straight to my chat with Veronica. Welcome to the show, Veronica. Can you just share a little bit about yourself and what you do? And then we'll get started with all things astrology and love. Sure. So I'm also Veronica. And um, I am a life and business coach. um, And I also use astrology in my coaching. So I uh, do straight off astrology sessions for people. But people who coach with me also have this work brought into their their coaching experience. Um, I have been into astrology since I was a little kid. I used to like read um, the newspaper horoscope whenever I could find one. Um, I still do that in New York. When I go to the deli, I like flip open the New York Post and the Daily News just to see what they have to say because I think it's fun. <laughs> and... Um, uh, yeah, so I have been into astrology. Sorry, I think these, um, the notifications are going to go off. I don't really know what to do about that, the Facebook notifications. Oh, are yeah, you-, you can turn that off because you can see everything from the studio that we're broadcasting from. Okay, so or close um, so I have loved astrology since I was a kid. I went and had my first astrology reading when I was 19 or 20. And um, since then, I've been working with my own charts and then expanded that out to start learning about other people's charts and the planets in general, because I think that this work really helps you to um, go with the flow as opposed to fighting against it. And so I just allow the astrology to um, support me in my life. Um, And I wanted to mention that because sometimes people can hear about the astrology and then become fearful of it as you know because sometimes we're like oh my god it's mercury retrograde i'm not going to do anything i'm going to sit in my bed and pull the covers over my head <laughs> but it really is not something that's meant to make you fearful it's something that is there to support you and to give you a little bit of um support in finding where you want to put your energy at whatever time Um, so yeah, so that's kind of a little bit about my feelings on that. Awesome. Awesome. Well, I'm super excited. We're going to talk about Mercury retrograde, Mars retrograde. Um, we've got a full moon this week and a full solar eclipse, although North America can't see the eclipse, correct? Um, from where we are. So, um, we're going to talk all about that, but first what Ronica's going to do is just kind of give us an overview of what the stars and planets are doing from here from pretty much until 2018. So I know, you know, we've talked about this offline a lot, Veronica, because you're kind of like also my astrology consultant in addition to my friend. <laughs> um, but we talk a lot about 
um, you know, how much should you let the stars dictate you to do this or to not do this? And so what I want to talk, what I would love to hear from you is what are the stars and planets really supporting us to do, especially as it relates to our love lives um, from now until the end of 2018. So just like five months of astrology updates, no big deal, right? <laughs> Um, so yeah, so there's a lot going on this year, and I figured we'll go we'll go big and then we'll get small. Sounds so good. We'll, we'll go that pattern. Um, I'm a yoga teacher, a long-time yoga teacher, so I like looking at the gross and then getting to the getting <laughs> to the details. Um, so uh, we have a lot going on, and the theme that I kept coming back to when I was preparing for our talk today is that this is a wonderful time for self-discovery. It's also a wonderful time for letting go of any of the blocks that have held you back previously in dating, relationships, um, also letting go of old partners. So I think that something that happens for a lot of us, men and women alike, is that maybe we hold on to whatever that last good relationship was and then compare everyone to that person. And this is going to be a really revolutionary time for you to let go of whatever your preconceived notions were for your love life and the person that you want to spend your time with. Um, so to get a little bit into the, into the planetary talk, that's the overarching theme that I see. Every astrologer has their own feel because the planets have energy and we feel that energy and we see you know, what resonates for us. And that's really what was resonating for me when I was looking at the remainder of 2018. Um, but we'll start with the big planet. So Jupiter, he's the big guy. Everybody loves Jupiter because he brings the gifts. He brings all the good fortune, luck. Um, whatever Jupiter touches, it expands. Um, so Jupiter is in Scorpio until November 8th. If you are Scorpio, you know that you are interested in all things deep underneath the surface. You're not interested in um, how things look. You're interested in what they truly are. Um, so this is a time of definitely all of that stuff underneath the surface coming out and being illuminated. And we see that in the world with the Me Too movement. We see that sexually with like all of these women having this experience of coming out and sharing their truth and telling their story. And that is like so Jupiter and Scorpio to me, the things that were no longer, that weren't able to be seen are now being seen by the public. Um, so for us personally, this is an, it can be a time of intense intimacy. So if you are, if you have a partner, you might feel like you've become much closer with them and you've really gotten to know them and you feel more intimately connected to them. Um, and if you are with a partner or not with a partner, this is a really good time to get to know your deepest desires and get to know what you truly want, whether it's on a sexual level, whether it's on an emotional level, um, really understanding that deep seated desire within you, which sometimes is hard for us to look at. And sometimes we push it away, but Jupiter really is allowing us to shine a light on that in a way that feels good that isn't necessarily um you know jupiter shines a light but in a really uh happy joyful fun way <laughs> so, yeah we like so jupiter jupiter's our friend whatever that is whatever your desires are um so moving on to saturn saturn shines a light not always in a super fun way <laughs> so saturn is in capricorn which is his home sign so he's happy there um, and as you know, because you're a Capricorn, yep. Saturn 
Capricorn. It feels like home. It feels all snuggly. And um, he is, you know, the hard worker of the Zodiac. He wants to, he wants to make it work. He wants to be successful. And oh, that's not me at all. Not me at all. (laughs) (laughs) Whatever lessons you got to learn, Saturn's going to make you learn them. so he's there for two years. So he, he moved in there last December and he's going to be there till December, 2020. And Saturn in Capricorn, while hard work for sure, he's also really interested in marriage and commitment and traditional relationships. So with everything going on in the, in the larger astrology picture, I think that this could go one of two ways. This could be like, we could see an uptick in traditional marriage and um, traditional commitments, or we could actually see like a complete um, revolution of what commitment looks like. We could see like, um, I don't, I don't know what that could look like, but it's mm-hmm. two years. So he has time to make some transformation here, but maybe it's um, a greater acceptance for marriage equality. Maybe it is like, people living together and having children and that becomes the norm and marriage is outdated. <laughs> I don't know, but there's definitely some sort of tra- uh, transformation happening around traditional commitment in the ne- this, these two years that we're in. Um, so that's the bigger picture. It might be a time where you feel, especially if your Saturn is prominent in your chart, Saturn's important for everyone. But if you happen to have um, a Capricorn, Capricorn rising, Capricorn sun, Capricorn moon, you might feel like, that intense urge to merge in a real um, traditional way. Like how, long is, never... how long has Capri- or Saturn already been in Capricorn for? Since last December. Oh, interesting. Is, yeah. it, is it interesting and that I got married a year and like, yeah, like a year ago? Um, well, it depends on your chart. And that's okay. something I also wanted to say too, is that like, we're definitely doing an overall broad stroke today, sure. but, um, not only should you not let the stars scare you out of anything, but you also really have to understand that you have to see the way these planets play out in your specific chart. Um, so I would have to see, I forgot, we looked at it. I feel like Saturn was traveling through your seventh house when you got married, but I'm not sure. I think it was. Yeah. And then like everything else is basically in the first house in Capricorn. Yeah. I have to say, I have to say, I'm not sure, but it's, I don't remember. I have to pull up your chart, but I think that's something also that people have to know is that it's really, really beneficial to, um, to do an astrology chart reading with an astrologer, because then you get to see where things play out in your chart and you're not just going on the general information because it's really, everything is so personal to to who you are, like anything else, you know, um, like, you can take a yoga class and it's a great experience, but you know, when you take a private yoga session, it's all about you. So right. it's like, it's the same thing. The same yeah. Thing. Yeah. I got um, that. Okay. So, um, so that's what's going on with Saturn. And then we move on to Venus. And of course we have to talk about Venus because she's the planet of love. Um, and she's got a busy, busy fall happening. <laughs> so she's going to be playing, with Uranus and they are going to be dancing with each other um, and they are going to directly oppose on three dates, uh, September 12th, October 30th, and December 1. Sometimes it's cool to note these moments on your calendar and just see how you feel. Just see what comes up for you. 
So Venus opposing Uranus indicates to me that there is going to be some serious transformation in the way that we experience love, in the things that we do for pleasure, um, how we socialize. Because Venus is not just... Um, Venus represents the, the divine feminine. So it's not only how we relate in our love life, but it's also how we relate with other women, and it's also how we socialize. So just pay attention to what comes up on those dates, September 12th, October 30th, and December 1, and see if you experience anything. Um, Can you say what it means really quickly when planets oppose each other? Um, so it just means that in the sky, they're directly opposite one another. Okay. And then when that happens, there's some, it's almost like, um, it's almost like um, they're, they're vibing off each other. They're dancing together okay. when they oppose. You know, so that, that energy is being transformed in some way. Um, you know, there are different ways that the planets aspect each other, and that's kind of how we know how we're going to experience them. A square, like you mentioned at the beginning, is when they are uh, 90 degrees from one another, and that can be, like, a harder aspect. That can be a little bit challenging, bring up some, some challenging stuff. Mm-hmm. And there's trines, which are really friendly aspects, and they're vibing with each other and supporting one another. Um, so with Venus opposing Uranus, I think what's going to happen is we're going to have a big transformation in how we experience love and what we're seeking. So I think what would be awesome if you are single right now and not currently in a relationship is to challenge yourself to get out of whatever dating rut you're in. Um, and actually go for people that you might not like, maybe you always go for tall, dark and handsome, like find a blonde, like, <laughs> like go for something different because Uranus is the planet of unexpected surprises. Mm, so you want like to wait what's unexpected for you, especially with Venus dancing with Uranus during this time. Um, and this is something that I support all of my clients to do, no matter what the stars <laughs> are, are doing. Uranus revolutionizes whatever it touches. That's that's the thing. Um, and I, I really think that it's a cool time to embrace that spirit and really get out of your box. Mm-hmm. That's what I think. Um, right now, Venus, Venus is in Virgo. And so it's an interesting place for Venus. Um, Virgo really likes health and routine and um, security. <laughs> so you might be... Yeah, they like to know what's going to happen. Yeah, you might you might be feeling like you want that right now. Um, it's also a really good time. Venus is in Virgo. It might be a fun time to like get healthy with your partner. Like... For me right now, me and my boyfriend are holding each other accountable to work out a certain number of times a week. So that's like a very Venus and Virgo thing um, to really bring that healthy lifestyle, healthy living, cooking healthy, all of that stuff into your relationship is a nice thing to do in Venus and Virgo. Um, And it might bring you closer, you know, and if you're meeting someone new, like you don't necessarily have to go to a restaurant, you can like go take a walk or over run or whatever it is you like to do go to the yoga class um mm-hmm. so then she's going to move into libra 
and Libra is all about marriage, all about commitment, all about finding the mate. Um, <laughs> and so you might feel that urge to merge as we move toward August 7th when she moves into Lib- to Libra. And then beyond that, September 9th, she'll go into Scorpio and we'll get that Scorpio energy that we've been feeling with Jupiter. So that that energy of, of finding a deep connection, not necessarily just interested in what's on the surface, not necessarily just interested in, you know, flowers and nice restaurants, but like having a, a deep, intimate connection. Um, Venus is something going to go retrograde later this year. So what does that mean? More about retrograde. Um, <laughs> retrograde freaks people out, but it's really not meant to freak you out. Um, retrograde means that if you can imagine like two trains, I live in New York city, so you can imagine the subway, but just imagine two trains and one starts to pull a little bit faster than the other. And it looks like even though they're both moving forward, this one's going a little faster. So this one looks like it's moving backwards. That's basically what retrograde is in the sky. It looks like um, Earth pulls a little bit faster. <laughs> it's doing a little bit of a, just a slightly faster clip. And it looks like Venus is going backwards to us. And how it manifests is that we feel like we're not getting the full power of that planet in our lives. Um, when a planet, any planet, goes retrograde, it is a good time to do anything that starts with rate review, um, reprioritize, um, reignite, um, any reword. So anything that you're going to go back to, um, you know, I think some astrologers would say don't start a relationship during Venus retrograde. I wouldn't say that, but definitely be just open to knowing that you're not seeing the full picture when something's retrograde. Um, and it's interesting, like, when you meet someone under a retrograde, it's interesting to see how that plays out in the rest of your relationship if you end up dating far beyond that retrograde. So Venus retrograde, not to be scared of it, it will keep her in that Libra Scorpio energy for the rest of the year. So definitely an urge to be with someone, um, an urge to have connection, and an urge for a deep, intimate connection. Um, so that's kind of what she's got going on. She goes retrograde October 6th. Um, and how long is she will, staying retrograde for? She stays retrograde for about, I think it's three, four weeks. Okay. It's not terribly long. It's not terribly long. Um, I just double check. I, should, I thought I wrote that down, but I didn't. That's okay. Um, um, okay. So, oh, the other thing I know, I when she moves to Scorpio, she'll still be in that opposition with Uranus. So just be aware because Uranus, again, unexpected surprises. Some secrets may be revealed. Something under the surface may come up. And listen, that doesn't mean that you should be scared that someone you're dating is keeping a secret from you. It also can mean that, like, you're understanding something new about yourself that you weren't willing to look at before um, or it's being unearthed by dating a new partner. I think one of the coolest things about dating is that we get to like 
try on who we could be with these different people. And sometimes you meet someone who's a little bit different than the person you would normally go out with, and you find a part of yourself you didn't know existed. And that really could be a a Venus, Scorpio, Uranus party thing. Um, So the... um, once we talk about Venus, we have to talk about Mars because Mars rules masculine because we've talked about the divine feminine. We have to talk about the divine masculine. They go together. So even in the, if you're in a same-sex part, same sex partnership, those two energies are still playing. They're playing within each of us. So it's not it's not just for those right. of us that are dating men or vice versa. Um, so if you um, read the astrology blogs, and all that good stuff, you know that right now we're in eclipse season and Mars is a big part of that. Mars has been dancing with the South Node and Uranus um, throughout this year, really. So um, throughout the winter, Uranus and Mars were squaring. We talked about that square. And so that was some tough energy for sure. And um, now he is playing with the South Node and that square is coming back and going and coming back and going. And again, the planets, they kind of dance with each other. So it's not just, they don't move in one direction all the time. There's retrogrades, there are different things that come into play. So sometimes we'll experience something in one month and then three months later, we'll experience a little bit of a recurrence of that and, and have a shot of that, of that energy again. Um, so we're having a little bit of that right now with the Mars Uranus thing. But more interesting is that Mars is talking to that south node and rubbing back and forth on it. And so I like to, how I've explained this to people is that Mars is like the sandpaper sanding down that, that south node. And what's the south and node? So the south node is, I like to talk about it in terms of yogic, yogic terminology. That works. The south node is like our karma. It's what we brought into this life. It's stuff from the past. And the North Node is where we're going. It's like our dharma. It's our it's our purpose in this life, um, where we need to grow and put our energy. The South Node is a craving. The North Node is our nutrition. So Mars is really sanding down that South Node and forcing you over these past few months to let go of whatever you're holding on to that's holding you back. So whatever habit you have, whatever like bad boys you always go for, like all that stuff is getting sanded out. So um, this eclipse season is really about letting that go once and for all. Um, and I think with the with this Mars South Node thing, I think a lot of people are experiencing crises, crises of confidence. Mm-hmm. Um, that's something I'm just noticing from my own coaching work is that that seems to be cropping up everywhere for me. Yeah. I mean, I can and, see it in the comments right now on the video. So yeah, you're totally right. Yeah, I'm seeing some comments, but I'm, I'm trying to like, yeah, you, on them. yeah, okay. Yeah. Cool. You can ignore um, those. I'm, I'm watching them. <laughs> um, so, you know, Mars, he is our motivation is our will and our determination and he's also our confidence um so this is definitely making you be honest about how you hold yourself in the world in some way 
So if you have any crisis of confidence in your dating life, in your work life, wherever that's manifesting for you, this is a great opportunity to let go of that, especially because the North Node is in Leo right now. And the North Node is like, Leo is the, he's the king of the jungle. He's the lion. He's the, he's the sun. He's that shining light. He wants to be seen, be seen. I think of Leo as the celebrity of the Zodiac. So, you know, like the, I don't know, George Clooney of the Zodiac. (laughs) Leo's my, my moon sign. So I'm trying to cultivate that (laughs) right now here on Facebook live. (laughs) Asking us to be the king of the jungle. The North Node is asking us to move into that, that self. So, you know, really letting go of whatever is holding you back from being that person. Um, Uranus, again, squaring that Mars is like really upping the transformation on that. Like, you know, whatever Uranus touches, it transforms and in an unexpected way. And this eclipse is definitely ringing that for a lot of people. Again, it's really helpful to see your chart because we did this for your chart, Veronica. We looked Mm -hmm. at your chart and saw where the eclipse was playing out for you. It's really helpful to see where the eclipse is specifically playing out for you. But in a general sense, I think that if nothing else, work on letting go of whatever you know is holding you back. And if you're not sure, and someone said, what is something you can get let go of? Like, you know what it is. Like, if you really look deep down within, you know what that thing is. Whether it's your confidence, whether it's your perception of the kind of person you want to be with, whether it's like, you know... I'm sure lots of women come to you and they're like, oh, I always date the same wrong guy. Why? And I have a friend, you know, right now who I'm, I just did her chart and we're talking about this. Why does she always pick these guys? And, you know, you know why you pick those guys. <laughs> so, so let go of it, whatever that is. Whatever it's the idea that you're not good enough or whatever, you know, this is the time to let, let go of that so that you can really prepare yourself for what's next. I find that eclipses, um, they open space for what's new. And they force you to let go of the stuff that's holding you back. Mm -hmm. But they also illuminate the things that you haven't been willing to look at before. And I think with Jupiter and Scorpio, um, and Venus spending a good amount of time in Scorpio this fall, I think this is a really good time for self-discovery and a really good time to get honest with yourself about what you want and who you want to spend your life with, um, if that's you know what you're looking for. Um, and also being honest if that's not what you're looking for, because sometimes people are not honest with themselves about what they truly want. And this is a really good time to, to get clear on that. Um, and to step outside your comfort zone to like, you know, to date the nice guy or whatever it is. Yeah. If you always date the nice guy, maybe to date the, the rebel. <laughs> so, whatever, whatever the opposite is for you, go toward that. Yeah, yeah. Usually in my community, it's like dating the narcissist or the non-committal guy. So, or the bad guy, you know, so going the opposite of that. Um, so I'm going to take questions or I guess you're going to take questions because, you know, I can answer some stuff, but not too much in, in this realm. Um, so if you have questions and you're listening with us live, please go ahead and post them in the comments below. I see some questions coming in. 
Um, and as those are coming in, um, Veronica, can you just briefly touch on, we talked about Mars, but Mars is actually retrograding, which I don't think we've mentioned that yet. But then also Mercury is going to go into retrograde tomorrow, yes. Thursday. Um, um, Mars retrograde is a good time to work on the confidence and to see what's the Mars retrograde and the South Node and the Eclipse, they're like, they're um, inseparable right now because they're all playing, they're all a big part of the same story. So this is really about um, cleaning out whatever that thing is, um, whatever that, that remaining stuff that you're holding on to, whatever whatever habits, whatever ideas, whatever's not, whatever's holding you back, this is the time to let go of it. So that you can move into that, that, that true self that we talked about, that Leo self. Um, so in terms of Mercury retrograde, Mercury retrogrades three or four times a year. It's for about three weeks. Um, with Mercury retrograde, there's a shadow period before and after. Um, that's why people joke that we're always in Mercury retrograde. They feel like between the shadow period and the actual three weeks, it feels like it's all the time. It's not all the time, but it does feel like it because it just seems that everyone's always saying we're going into Mercury retrograde. But we haven't had one in a while. It's been a few months. Yeah. Um, so Mercury is going retrograde the 26th. Um, the 27th okay, so is Friday. So the 26th is Thursday. 27th will be the big eclipse. So there's these three eclipses that came together. The first one was, um, the first one was July 12th, I think. 12th. Yeah. Well, and then this one is going to be this Friday. And this is the big one. This is the full moon lunar eclipse, a lot of energy. And this is the one that's really going to shake stuff up. I know my own life, like, it's already happening. And eclipses can be felt four to five days before and after. Mercury retrograde can be felt for, like, a week or two before and after. Um, with Mercury retrograde adding some fire to this eclipse, or not adding fire, as it might be, because he's less fiery, um, it can just be a slowdown. It, Mercury retrograde generally means... Um, that we're experiencing a slowdown. Any retrograde is a slowdown, but Mercury is very close to the Earth. So it's what we call personal planet. And it has a strong effect on our experience of energy in our life. So the moon obviously has a very strong effect. It's so close to us. Mercury and Venus and Mars all have a strong effect. Um, and the sun, of course, has a strong effect. So... Um, with Mercury retrograde, it rules communication. So think about any ways you communicate. If you're communicating interpersonal communication with your partner, be really mindful of what you say, especially with this Uranus and Mars and Eclipse stuff. It's going to be really easy for you to like shout your mouth off and really regret what you said. So <laughs> take your time, take a cue from Mercury, slow down, and really be thoughtful. Um, with your communication in your relationship, but then also in other parts of your life. So people typically freak out about Mercury retrograde because like computers crash and my phone is acting wonky and maybe like, you know, you book an airline ticket during Mercury retrograde and then you get to leave, like whatever it is, there's little ways that Mercury retrograde manifests. Um, I don't let it freak me out as much as I used to. Um, people say to back up all of your technology before it goes retrograde. I haven't done that in a long time. You know, it's 
it's totally a wise thing to do. Like, yeah. do the software upgrade now. Don't wait until next week, um, which I have to do. My iPhone keeps yelling at me that I have a software upgrade. Like, that's something I need to do before Thursday. Um, but in general, I don't really let it worry me. I let it be an opportunity for me to slow down and reflect. Yeah. And I think that at the end of the day, that is what you need to do with any retrograde. Slow down and reflect on whatever that planet rules. So if it's Venus, reflect on your love life and how you're experiencing your relationships with your friends. If it's Mercury, reflect on how you communicate yourself um, with others. If it's um, maybe your relationship with technology, if you're particularly addicted to dating apps and the phone, like maybe that's a good opportunity for you to go to a, you know, a party and meet someone in person in real life. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not necessarily like a scary thing. Yeah. I guess is what I'm yeah. saying. Yeah, totally agree. Totally agree. Um, I just started echoing. I don't know if other people can hear that. Um, But we're going to take questions. I see a couple coming in. So just everyone who is here with us still, um, just so you know, I see a lot of questions about like Ariane asked, what about those of us who can't just seem to find good quality guys? Um, good quality guys are out there. Um, Just look at every basically every podcast I've ever um, recorded or... Oh, I don't know what that, that echoes coming from. Questions, but is it a work? Okay. Um, so, I mean, I will be happy to answer that. But on this um, Facebook Live, because we have Veronica here, I'm looking for astrology-focused um, questions. So if anyone has any questions about, like, whatever they want to ask about astrology with what the planets are doing, what the stars are doing. If you want to, um, I mean, we have a couple of minutes. So Robin wants to know how is cancer playing into this? I assume Robin, that means you're cancer, you're a sun sign. Um, so Veronica, I don't know if that, if you can answer or talk to that at all. Um, but any kind of questions like that, we're happy to, to take. Cool. Yeah. So cancer season just ended. So happy birthday. Um, so cancer season just ended. Um, it's interesting. I, I would have to look at your chart to see exactly how it's playing out for you again, but, um, cancer season just ended. So we're kind of went through this like very heavy emotional time because we had eclipse an eclipse during cancer season. Cancers definitely feel the world. Like you are, you're a water sign, you feel the world around you and this is probably going to feel like a little lighter now that the sun's moved into Leo and we're having Leo wants to have a good time. It wants to shine bright. Um, it's a more playful energy. So um, while I think that this eclipse this week is going to be heavy for a lot of people, um, we're out of that cancer time. And I think even for cancers, it's going to feel a lot lighter going forward. Um, without knowing your specific chart, I don't, uh, no, yeah, that's, that's, yeah, that's, that's great. Okay. Nadia asks, I've been charted based on Eastern astrology and 13 signs. How much does that differ? Um, you've been charted on 13. So Eastern astrology, meaning Chinese astrology, Vedic astrology. I'm not sure. I also love Vedic astrology. I don't practice Vedic astrology, but I've been read by Vedic astrologer and I love it. Um, it's different, but there's always overlaps. So when I've had my chart read by a Western astrologer, which is what I practice, um, versus a Vedic astrologer, I always find the multitude of layers and overlaps 
Um, so I think there's always similarities. Um, you know, it's like Kundalini yoga versus Iyengar yoga. They both work just differently. Awesome. And what are some good books on astrology that you recommend? Okay, so that's a good question. Um, it depends how deep you want to go. So if you don't want to go super, well, if you want something really, really easy to understand, I love the Astro Twins. I think they're phenomenal. Yeah. Um, and if you don't know them, follow them online. They're great. Um, there's so much good astrology on Instagram now. I feel like you could <laughs> learn astrology from Instagram, to be honest. Um, there are a few people writing that I really like. There's a woman named Chani Nicholas, I think. Yeah, Chani Nichols. And I think she's brilliant. I love her Instagram. Um, she's doing something really awesome. Um, I don't know what her sign is. I guess that she's an Aquarius, though, because she's literally she's doing something pretty revolutionary and pretty cool. Um, so, yeah, those are two of my go-to people that I really like and enjoy. Um, in terms of books, I, it really depends on how deep you want to go. I love the 12 houses by, um, Howard Sassuortis. I don't know how to say his last name. Um, trying to think what else do I have? Um, you know, the Astro Twins actually have a love signs book. Oh, that's and right. They do. I really great. Someone gave it to me as a gift. Um, the Astro Twins love Zodiac, and I have to tell you, I someone gave it to me as a gift years ago, and I think it's fantastic, and awesome. I think it's really fun, and whenever, I mean, I'm in a serious relationship now, but when I was dating, I would always read the guy's thing in the Astro Twins love book, because it was really accurate, it was super accurate, so for your people, I would definitely recommend the Astro Twins love Zodiac book. Awesome. And we can a link to it if you like yeah i'll put all the links um in this in the comments um or not in the comments but in the in this video description afterwards and then this is also going to be aired on my podcast so it'll also be in the show notes um on there's my podcast also, too like, old, there's like an old book like super old book it was my first astrology book was linda goodman's sun signs and she's like old school like i don't even know if she's alive anymore i don't think so but although now i feel bad about that because this is public what if she is um, so, <laughs> um, but anyway, she, Linda Goodman Sun Signs is like a great first astrology book. That was my first book when I was a kid. My mom got it for me when I was a teenager. And she also has um, love signs as well. Awesome. So she's both sun signs and love signs. Awesome. Okay, so I'm just going to take one last question and combine them into two. So okay. I know it's hard to tell, like just based on someone's sun sign, but any general overall outlook for a Capricorn and for a Taurus? And I, I'm assuming these are all sun signs. Also, just my own question. This might be helpful for people listening. I find it more helpful to read horoscopes based on your rising sign. Is that correct? Okay, so here are a couple general things I wanted to make sure I mentioned. I'm glad you said that. So um, you can read your sun sign. You can also read your rising sign. And the reason that's useful is because the way horoscopes are done. So horoscopes are like not that specific. They're pretty general because they're really covering 30 days of people's birthdays, right? Um, so when you read your rising sign, it might feel much more 
um, appropriate. Yeah, I've been reading my rising sign, and it's been so much more accurate. And I'm a Sagittarius rising sign. It's interesting because I have the same sun and rising sign. I'm an Aries with an Aries sun. Um, And someone asked, I don't know if they were asking you or me, the sun, your sun and moon sign. Did someone ask that? I put it in the, um, in the thing, I don't know what you call it, (laughs) the little agenda thing. I'm an Aries sun with an Aries rising and a Virgo moon. Um, So got the fire earth thing down. And um, I, interestingly enough, because I am a late, Aries rising, the horoscopes are not that accurate for me for Aries because they're always talking about um, like one house ahead of where my chart actually is. So I'm the same way, I think, with my sun sign. I think I figured that out once when I was looking at my chart. Well, if you do have, but you can read your rising sign and see if it's more appropriate for you. Um, A lot of people have that experience. When it comes to compatibility, and this is what I was going to say, you know, there's a lot of things, for example, I'm an Aries. So they would say, so I guess traditional astrologers would say, um, or like traditional horoscopes or whatever would say, like Capricorn or Cancer is not a good match for me. You know, to me personally, the moon signs being compatible is so much more important because the moon is how you live your day-to-day life. And if your moon signs are not compatible, it's going to be really hard to live with a person if you want to have a traditional live-together relationship. Um, So I think that's more important than the sun signs being compatible. But I forgot. The woman asked, what were the signs? Capricorn Capricorn and and Taurus. Yeah, so Capricorn and Taurus, um, it's interesting. So right now Uranus is in Taurus for like, seven to nine years. Um, so definitely Uranus is shaking up Taurus. My mother is a Taurus, so I can see it. Um, Uranus is shaking up the world for Tauruses. This is really going to transform them. Um, but I think Capricorn and Taurus is a, a nice match because you're both very stable and security focused. Um, so you probably really like to have a nice home and, you know, Netflix and chill and that kind of thing. <laughs> um, but again, like the moon sign is mm-hmm. so indicative of how you're going to live with someone. Yeah. So just to answer um, one more question, I can answer this one actually. So how do you find out your rising sign and moon sign? Um, just Google um, free astrology chart and put in like your birth date, birth time and location. Um, I will put a couple of links to places that I like to do that. Um, and after we hang up from this, this live, and I see a lot more people coming in with, um, oh, yeah, okay, great. Thanks, Ariane. She posted Astro Style. Yeah, their free birth chart is great. And um, yeah, maybe we'll have to have you on again, or maybe we'll come into the Love Action Tribe and, and do some more in-depth questions for yeah, individuals. Um, so yeah, if you're in the, if you're in the tribe, look out for Veronica. She'll be in there at some point. We'll, we'll, we'll talk about getting you on the calendar. Um, but anyways, um, thank you all so much for coming. If you have more questions, if you're listening to this live or to the recording, um, put them in the comments still, and I'll come back and answer them or I'll bug Veronica for the answer and I can answer, um, via text. And before we go, Veronica, um, if people want to connect with you, how can they do that? So you can check out my website, veronicaparetti.com, although I don't have any astrology stuff up there. 
Um, but you can reach me there. So okay. um, definitely fill out the contact form there. If you want to do a reading, I am happy to do that. And um, you can follow me on Instagram, which is my name, at Veronica Peretti. And I post all sorts of stuff there, um, astrology and otherwise. So that's how you can find me. Awesome. Thank you guys so much for being here. And thank you, Veronica. And you guys, I just tagged Veronica in my Instagram story. So go to my latest one. And you can click there if you want to follow her and reach out to her about readings or yoga or business or whatever you want to do. Um, So thank you all so much. Thank you, Veronica. And um, we'll be in touch soon. Bye. Thank you so much. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Love Life Connection podcast. Find the show notes to this episode and all episodes at veronicagrant.com forward slash podcast. You can also grab bonus downloads and more resources to help you find love at veronicagrant.com. That's also the place you can learn more about my private love and relationship coaching and group coaching programs. And if you love this podcast, it would mean so much to me if you took a moment to leave a rating or review in iTunes. It helps me to build this amazing community and help more amazing women like yourself find real love. And until next time, remember, Remember this, wherever you are is exactly where you need to be. You aren't broken. You don't need to be fixed. And even if you've never had the relationship you want before, it doesn't mean you can't have it now. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.